millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another episode of Mostly Lit with Ray. And who else do we have? Come on, come on. Derek. Oh, God. Derek what? You always say you're... Derek, Derek Owusu. Thank you. God, why am I co-host so dead today? To Chalix. Really? Okay, to Chalix, can okay. you talk into the mic? Yeah, Chalix, I'm talking into the mic. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of you Mostly Lit. You could never, you could never... I can never what? To Chalix. To Chalix. Okay. To Chalix. Like... <laughs> How's you guys' week been? <sighs> Exhausting. Yeah. I literally feel like I'm gonna drop dead any minute. <laughs> Why is that? What you have too much on this week? Busy, like crazy. Like I, have, I don't even remember the last time I ate. To be honest. Wow. I don't remember when I ate. Mm. You're doing well at this adult life, isn't it? Mate. You went to love to be eating three three meals a day. I, I this morning I had a being coffee. wholesome. I had a coffee at a photo shoot. That's how bad it is. Ooh, how was the photo shoot? It was really good. I had a coffee at the photo shoot, and I don't remember why. When I ate yesterday, I think I had popcorn at the Black Panther showing. Mm. You think you had popcorn? Yeah. Okay. What did you do, Derek? How's your week? Uh, what have I done this week? It's been a bit crazy, actually. Yeah. Someone tried to uh, beat me up work at work. Like physically. Yeah. Which wow. Was what was fun. it? Like a fellow. Um, Employee? No, customer. What did you do? I didn't do anything. They were just um, unhappy. So they thought, let's beat you up. Yeah, they thought, let's let's have let's have a pop at the manager. But okay, cool, whatever. Um, did you win? I, I didn't <laughs> fight. That's the most important thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, this is what we need to know. Did you win the fight? Did you win? I fight. Oh, you didn't fight him. Oh, he tried to fight you. I So the fault fake apology. Is it, I mean, what can I? What else can I do? Yeah. I'm not gonna start throwing hands with a customer, am I? So I need to just be like, yo, I'm really sorry you feel that way. Yeah. And he's kind of just like, no, bro, bro, I need to speak up. I know what that is. It's just a bad week. I just feel like this. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. It's just like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, a four-year-old virgin. Yeah. When they. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It was literally like that. I was literally just being like, "Look, I can't." And he, this guy's coming to do. Oh, okay, I'm coming to fight you. But mm. um, 
Yeah, other than that. <laughs> <So you> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other than that, no. Um, what else happened this Was week? Was it a good like reading week um, for you guys? Yeah, yeah. Um, I managed to finish the book plus something start else. something else. Oh, what are you start start, have you started? So I was reading this book. Um, it's called. What's it called? Is it called The Adulterers? Of course. The Adulterers. I'll double. Ch- I'll double check it. But I got. I just started it, um, and it's actually quite funny, man. It's like, you know, it's one of those like those wry British humour. Yeah. Books, and it's one of those things. So and I like people it. People cheating in there. Yeah, and there's some people. Some people cheating. That's like right up your is, alley, isn't it? My alley. Yeah. It's right yeah. up your alley. Yeah, <laughs> right up my alley. So yeah, so it's pretty good because it's pretty good. It looks like it's there's um there's a whole there's a whole question about I mean because it's quite funny like the first few pages. Yeah. So I mean it looks like it could be a good book. So I'm hoping to see what that looks like. But I, forgot, I think it's called The Adulterers. Really? So I'm going to um be reading that. I think Can I just interject? Penguin. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. Alex, that protective thing means that you cannot pop that mic, so it doesn't matter. That's why I brought it closer. Just wanted to point that out. Why? <sighs> Because, because, Why do you have to point that out? Because I mean, I don't want listeners at us like, oh, we can't hear Alex anymore. Why you know? do you have to put it out? Like, I mean, if it's like it a gets... major contention on this podcast, it's like <laughs> that voice is really beginning to annoy us. <laughs> nah, it's just one of them things. Like, it's too close. It's not that close. Yeah. Anyway, so be. Derek, what have you been reading this week? Well, obviously, I've read the book, um, and I'm reading something else, but I'm not telling it. I'm now not telling people what book I'm reading. Why? Dis- your fans will be so disappointed. No. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'm all discussing it because it really stops my flow of reading. That's ridiculous. You're on a book podcast. Tell us what the hell you're reading. Uh, no, I'm not going to. We didn't need to tell anybody that you weren't going to tell them the just, book that you weren't going to read. Just say what book you're reading and then you don't have to discuss it. You could have. Ju- you just could literally could have just. You literally just could have said any book. Yeah. You didn't need to tell anybody. If but I don't want to lie. Okay, cool, decision. but can you just tell us what you're reading? I don't care about discussion. We're, n- we're not going to discuss it. Just tell us what you're reading. No. So you're not reading anything? No, I'm not reading anything. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> All right, guys, this week, um, <laughs> we want to say, we've got a few things just to wow, shout out. Wow, going to ask me what oh, I'm reading. Oh, Wow. See, now you <laughs> All right, sorry, what are you reading? Wow. What are you reading? I don't though? know. Maybe I'm not reading anything. Oh, you're not reading anything? Um, okay, cool. Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to continue. So, um, I unfortunately didn't finish the whole book for this week because, so I really tried, but we'll talk about it when we get there. Yeah, okay. Um, so I also started uh, the Children of Blood and Bone. Yeah, we saw. And yeah. Okay. Um, what? I'm not being rude. We and saw. And I'm really enjoying it. So I was I was so apprehensive going in. I was like, Why oh, are you surprised? Like, Why are you surprised? I don't know, because obviously I was like, oh, it's one of those ones like people talk about it. Yeah. You know, but I was a bit apprehensive. So I re- I started reading it, and it's definitely like the the, the Harry Potter that I should have had, you know, or the culture should have had, I feel. Mm. Um, and, like, the writing isn't bad. Because, you know, I'm al- I always, like, doubt those kind of fantasy-type books where they add a bit of magic in and, mm, is the writing good? The writing is very good. I think she's... As if to say the subject of manage- of magic somehow makes the writing bad or something. Because oh, people, people, like, focus on... Sto- it's like we said in previous episodes, isn't it? Like, they focus on the story a lot more than the actual writing a lot Yeah, of I think, but with this, like, the writing actually isn't bad. Like, I'm reading it and I'm like, wow, like, this is actually quite good to read and mm. quite nice to read. So... You probably just need to read more fantasy. I think so, yeah. I mean, the only fantasy I've read is... It's, it's not Harry Potter, it's Game of Thrones. 
and or, uh, uh, Philip Pullman. Pullman. Uh, yeah, Philip Pullman, uh, Patrick Ness. That's it. Oh god, I should go back to Patrick Ness. That was dope. Um, they're making a film out of uh, those books actually. So yeah, I've heard. Okay. Um, what's it called again? This, what's it, what's the book called? I know the first one's the Knife of Never Letting Go, yeah, but what's the, the what's the go. actual chaos? Ah, uh, oh, chaos, chaos walking theory. Yeah, chaos yes, walking. yeah. Um, absolutely incredible. Um, but what else? I'm reading something by Albert Camus, but I don't know what it is. I forgot the name. Describe oh, it's it. In my bag. Describe it. Don't no. Let me see if I can get it. Describe it. No, no, I can't. No, 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 come, no come on. Come on. Ray, just anything about no, the story. No, I don't want to. Oh, could you? I'm like, oh, you're so. Oh, I bet it's. Wait, 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 wait. What it's is not. It? Um, it's not. It's a, It's an essay. No, it's a lecture. I think. I That's think it was a lecture. lecture. I never would have guessed. I never would have guessed it. Really <laughs> to be honest. Dangerously. Oh, okay. Um, so we got um, it's part of a bigger group of a, a class of work actually, but I think it is a lecture. Um, I don't, did you guys receive these from Penguin? Where did no. you get that book from? I got like fifty of them. What? Ray, you do realize you're supposed to distribute them among us, right? They're not all for you. No. <laughs> yes. I thought you all got them. <laughs> you are ridiculous. Fifty. Fifty. <laughs> no, maybe like. Yeah, like a good, a good Ray, a good you're load. supposed to distribute. But why them? am I getting them only then? I thought we sometimes, all got them. sometimes the books come to me and then I distribute them. Oh, or they come to, they come to you sometimes. Okay, so they we never come loads. to me. So you actually thought they sent you fifty <laughs> I books? They were all mine. Oh um, my god. I'm so sorry, guys. I will send. <laughs> it's all right. If, 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 it's all right. If I forgive I you. Choose to. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few. Like there's there's like obviously this new collection is coming out in. I think it will be coming out next week actually by penguin modern um they've created like these mini series they've got things from like um a speech from martin luther king they've got quite a few they've got quite a few stuff actually mm. like james baldwin oh yeah so i'll i'll distribute them so that's what i'm Thanks. also reading and <laughs> since you're caught in the lie yeah hopefully next week i'll wow. come in and tell you guys how amazing uh children of uh, blood and bone was but shout out Tommy, like, go girl, please come on the show. Good, good, good. If you're ever in, you know, London. All right. Are we all done? Mm-hmm. We all set? Yeah. Right, okay. So just want to say thank you for last week's people's engagement with last week's episode, our Valentine's episode. Yeah. Um, it's really oh, good to see. Oh, what did I do see. Valentine's Day? I, no, I slept. Yeah. You know? I slept some more. I minded my own <laughs> business. Because <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> I wasn't online. So I just watched, you know, I saw people rattled. Looking at watching their, watching, watching their MCMs and WCWs in white robes. I watched a lot of this. And doing all sorts of That's nonsense. when I started watching Grace and Frankie. Grace and Frankie? Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it's On Netflix. So good. I started binging that Netflix. It's so good, man. Grace what did you do, Grace really? and Frankie? What were you doing? Was I working it? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. She's just saying that, bro, because she didn't knows whatever see, um, she's coming to say is haram. Wow. Didn't you see Kendrick? Wash your mouth. Thank you. Yo, Ray, didn't you see Kendrick? This week. No, I yeah. Oh God. Like, okay. Oh my goodness. I saw the love of my life. So when my friend got me tickets for Kendrick last year, I wasn't about Kendrick. I wasn't. I hadn't really listened to any of his stuff that much. So I spent like the last month or so trying to really immerse myself in Kendrick, and I started listening to like his first album, and I finally got all these cultural references mm. that before I was like, okay, I don't know what who came up with this, but I'm gonna use it. But I finally realized. <laughs> So uh, at the concert, when people were like screaming, you know, when you're just looking at someone in admiration, like I fell in love and it's not like a, like a falling in love with a celebrity, like a crush. It's like actual love. Oh. Now I'm in love with. <laughs> you're overdoing it. You are. <laughs> no, like I'm, I'm in love with him. 
Wow, I was going to say something. <laughs> okay, so last week's episode was about... Um, <laughs> oh God, I'm getting so much trouble. Okay, last week's episode was about love, um, and we read Essays in Love. Um, we got a few emails in um, suggesting books for us to read, um, which we really appreciate, uh, and films to watch, Derek, and films to watch as well. No, 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 there was one by a guy called um, well, guy or girl, Remy, I'm unsure whether it's a guy or a girl, but yes, they said to check out the um, Islander Bottoms School of Life videos. And oh, the yeah. Book of Life, his essays that he has all online. So mm. I've looked at the School of Life stuff, and they're pretty, they're pretty cool. They do have some, um, some gems in there. Yeah, some of them are. Yeah. Right. Um, so they're good. And it's like, um, is that the one where they have all these videos where they have like a breakdown of certain philosophers, Derek? Yeah, and or certain, ideas and teachings and thinkings, just ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty good. That School of Life. Um, and also, there were some suggestions for films. So we, we want to thank you. We might use those films in later date. And later Probably episodes. not, but we might. We might do. As I said, might. Mm. Play nice, Derek. Play well, nice. Well, I'll be saying shit. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that's cool. Thank you for that. Thank you for your emails. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, also, we've got our live show happening in March. Woo-hoo! March 9th at Waterstones Piccadilly. Thank cool. you for everybody that What was time? At 7 p.m. Oh, 7, okay. Yeah, so thank you guys for, you know... What day is that? Or the it's Friday. <laughs> it's a Friday. Oh, it's a Friday, okay. Um, so thank you guys for all your engagement <laughs> like, with the announcement and whatnot. Um, yeah, like guys, early yeah, bird tickets Yeah, early bird out. tickets are gone. Um, if you want to, you know, find out more, get more tickets, you go to www.mostly-lit.com forward slash news and that's where you can get tickets for the live show like at Waterstones. Live show is going to be the best. Well, you never know. We'll see. It's <laughs> happening on International Women's Day week. Yeah, it's the weekend of Mother's Day, isn't it? So I'm really it's Mother's excited. Day weekend. We yeah. always seem to do it then, don't we? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had one that was near enough that mm-hmm. time. And we just want to say thank you to Waterstones as well. Yeah, actually, shout just out. shout out. Um, going to my favorite. I'm gonna get them as well. My like, huh? What do I always have at that Waterstones? I have my spiced chai. Okay, so um, Derek, what's that thing that I have there? Let's get you get you get scones, don't you? A something. Scone, that's it. Yeah, scone, scone. scone. whatever. All right, guys, um, let's move on. So, Derek's gems. What do you have this week? For okay. Us? So my gem this week is um, it's weird as it's gonna sound. It's actually a person. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a bookseller called Nick at um, Waterstones Piccadilly. Oh, you found out his name? Last week. No, this is a different one. There's, there's oh. two great booksellers there. So your gem is a man. It's Nick. Oh, so if you go to Warstone's Piccadilly and ask Nick all about... Um, so he put me on to... I think he's... I think I even know what his favourite book is. I don't get wrong. But I think it's Name of the Rose by Umberto Eco. I think that's his favourite book. Because I remember I went in there once and I was just so kind of like... Nick special? Because he's really enthusiastic about what he's doing. And I, you, you do find... Some booksellers, like, you ask them, like, I go in sometimes, like, oh, can you just recommend me a book? And they're kind of like, mm, yeah, I get you. Do you know what I mean? But he's really, you know, he's very, <laughs> he's, he's, he's very eccentric as well, like, yeah. the way he behaves. So, um, but he's really good, yeah. So he put me on to Umberto Eco, um, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really, really nice. Really so he's nice your gem. Guy. He's my gem, yeah. Shout exactly. out to Nick at Waterstones, guys. Go man, the booksellers it. don't get enough shout outs. Yeah, go man, find him. They've got like, the best jobs in the world, man. Yeah, I remember. I remember being a bookseller. That was that was fun. It was fun. I used to love being a bookseller. Yeah, it was fun. But I've never done that before. You like it? You, you would like it's it. Fun. You would like it. Yeah, but it requires standing up for like majority of the. Yeah, day. but you're also arranging books. 
a lot oh, of the time. I'd love that. So you basically, well, for me anyway, I was arranging books a lot of the time. Yeah. So I would just be in that my really section. Taps into my anal personality. There we go, and you just like sort that. out, sort out all of that. Especially when you get good customers to come in. Yeah. yeah. Not even just good, interesting customers yeah. who come and ask you, "Oh, I got this book. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's like ridiculous questions that people ask booksellers." Yeah, right. I, yeah I remember. So yeah. Yeah, and it's. While I was reading, I was just like, this is just so accurate because when I was working in uh, Waterstones in um, Bolton, people would come in and ask for the most ridiculous things. Mm. It was so crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that book is hilarious. Nah. I was, had tears in my eyes. It was so funny. Nah, it's funny. Like, it, it, I miss it. Miss it. But yeah, so that's your gem. Yes, that's your my gem. gem. Nick from uh, Waterstones Piccadilly. Give him right. a shout. Cool. What's wrong, Ray? You okay? Because no, I just remember what I was about to say and I was like, shit. Oh, we're past that yeah, now. That's fine. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, for Mercy Lit this week, uh, we picked, well, I well, picked the book, um, South Can of I the Border, West of the Sun by Murakami, published by Vintage. Or did Derek pick that? I picked it. Did he coerce you? No. Are you sure? Yeah. I had nothing so to do. So, what happened was, I was looking through my bookshelf and I saw it there and a wave of intrigue no, you were crossed like, over yeah, me this is the book <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is the book so we picked um, South of the Border West of the Sun by Murakami yeah. published by Vintage and yeah I wanted to know what um, we thought about it this week essentially it's about a man who yeah tell them what it's about it's about a man who's living a pretty ordinary life until um, a blast from the past comes Shimamoto <laughs> yeah comes in <laughs> comes in and kind of threatens to disrupt his life in a way, but um, I think it's a good book. I, would, I think I'm a shimmer. And it's about, it's about, there's loads of themes that go through that we will talk through during the show, but like. I was going to say, you really watered it down. That's, that, that's the basic, that's the bare bones. Derek, of what, it. Is it, what is it about? Give us your impassioned view of the book. Because I don't want to tell people that, like, what actually happens. Cause we're gonna the book's we're gonna... about change. It is about change. And that's subjective. I think it's about loneliness. I think, yeah. From what I've read. But I also, I'm also inclined to think now that from a certain point on in that book, nothing is real. I think okay. when he's <laughs> when he's um, working for the, um, the so Hajime, Hajime is the as, a, as an um, is editor, the main character. yeah, yeah, Hajime. Yeah, when he's working as an editor for like school books, yeah, I think when he gets to the point where he's like. Oh, I used to sit in my room lonely and talk to myself. Mm-hmm. I think from that point onwards, nothing is true. Why? Are I you trying to find that in there? Mm? Is that something that you had to search for? To me? To make it a bit more interesting? No. It's oh. not. Do you know what? Because when I, when I, I remember I read it the first time, like three years ago. And I, at the end, obviously, when Shimamoto disappears and whatnot, I thought to myself, this is really weird. And I thought... So I went back and I, I thought, okay, I'm going to reread this one day. And I didn't. And then obviously you picked it and I reread it. And I was just like, I don't think everything from that point. Because think about it. From that point onwards, yeah, where mm-hmm. he's sh- his life is crap. He's talking to himself. Suddenly everything gets better. Mm-hmm. He, he meets the girl of his dreams. He gets the job of his dreams. He has money. He has, he has money. cars. He has a family. And then Shimamoto walks back into his life. Everything up, everything from that point just look, looks and feels like something out of Casablanca or something. Oh, he works in a jazz calf. Do, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, making cocktails and yeah. he's cool smoking cigarettes and everything's just cool. The mood is just very smoky. Do you know what I mean? It's a dream. 
I think he's imagining it. I really do think you he's think imagining it. You think it's a delusion then? Okay. I think it's a delusion. And I also no, feel I like... I didn't get that. I didn't it's get really that significant that usually when something significant happens, like Shimamoto, it's raining. Ooh. I just... I feel like... But isn't that... Uh, go just on. to go discuss his writing, because mm. obviously I tried to read him in Kafka on the Shore. I stopped. Something wasn't pulling me. And then this book starting it was a little bit like very clinical writing mm. the writing it was very precise very clear yeah clean and perfect and it lacked something but then there was that scene where you remember when he had his first girlfriend mm. and he cheated on her with ijoma i think is he something oh is izumi, izumi? I don't sorry, know. yeah is his first yeah, yeah. Izumi, yeah and then he met her cousin <laughs> and that whole part for me was extraordinary. I absolutely loved it. Um, he, I remember he said something like, afterwards he realised that he was capable of evil and he was capable of hurting someone. And it really made me think about how like a lot of the times we define characters as good and bad and solely that when within us there is elements of evil and he said something like you know if if i was given the chance to do it again i'll i'll do it again bollocks yeah. <laughs> well then bollocks to him then yeah bollocks to him because at the end of the day you can't say oh i have the potential to do good and evil yeah. but then once you've committed one evil you You're continue do to do it so you make you made the no, choice no i don't then. think he said he continued to do it i said if he went back that is a and the and the situation presented itself i think exactly but then that's a that's a continuation if you're conscious of it yes but I think what I quite found quite interesting is attractions between people. So the way he felt for Izumi, I think that's her name, um, his, his, his affection for her was very much, it was very controlled and it was very, it was a choice, I think. It was very much like, it was, it, it was kind of like he had a choice, like he, he was in control. Mm. And the first time he met his, um, the cousin, he was like, oh, like, I knew I wanted her from then. You do realise this is a justification for cheating, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And you're, but, you, and you're endorsing it. I'm not, who said I was endorsing it? The way you're I talking sounds, say, the way you're talking sounds like you're small, small. I did not say I was endorsing it. Small, small sounds like you're endorsing mm-hmm. it. But I was like, I understand <laughs> the attraction in terms of, so, not, because I, I thought, okay, he was a dickhead for like making a choice to do that. I understand the attraction in terms of you meet people who you're like you're instantly attracted but he, to. He had constantly said throughout the whole book that it was like, oh, all the people that he kind of went out with as girlfriends weren't the most attractive to people. other people. To other, to, to other people. Oh, I hate that. He was to like, other oh, people. I think his wife with his wife, he was like, oh, you know, you're very like he, he asked. She asked him like, why are you staring at me? And then she's like, oh, yeah. you're beautiful. And he goes, yeah. you're the only one that said that. And he goes, because I'm the only one that knows. And I'm like, oh, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> go, on, like, go on, Alex. Are you no, I was just going to say that um, because he, I kind of forgot my point now. But yeah, I think that that was an important thing that he kind of used throughout the whole so you think thing he's so to, just, to, to, just, to justify all the stuff he did. So yeah. with Izumi, he was like, okay, so I find her beautiful, but I'm attracted to her cousin. So I'm going to just do whatever do whatever with that cousin. And yeah. even when he was with, um, you, haven't, you haven't got this far yet, but I'm going to... Tell you. So when yeah, he's with I his wife, when he's with a, when he's with a, when he's with his wife, um, he even admits 
within the book that oh he he cheated several times with wait, no he cheated several times with other women he probably but, drops it like a passing statement as well. yeah like, like a passing statement is like oh but they didn't mean anything because it is what it is and even his father-in-law like um his wife's dad was like oh yeah yeah you have to um you know like if you want to have affairs you know here are the rules for having a, for having affairs you know don't don't give them their own apartments don't do all this that and the other and it was just and it was and i i even like remember closing the book and being like wow so he's actually sitting there and coaching him on I'm how to on how you, to Alex. why why do you say wow because i'm just like, what me what's wow about it no guys was like no, 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 it was reading it and absorbing it like that and i was a like because men don't shouldn't do that yeah they shouldn't but they do it doesn't mean which means it's not shock when you i know i found it i found it but they shouldn't no, it's the way he because dropped Alex it is, a, is an admirable person um and no he yeah that shocking he can be uh, come on bro if i've heard this a hundred times i can be the most ad, um admirable person and still not be shocked by it doesn't mean that i i i'm like oh yeah this is normal well he doesn't hear it a lot of times because he's surrounded by just because something is <laughs> just because i think something is normalized doesn't mean that i think it's no normal. but no it's be like, but you know when it drops you know when something just takes you back just by a li- just a little bit man because you're such a troublemaker but like I when it when, get up and slap you but when i when i when it you're dropped so when it dropped i was just you like a, i wasn't ready for it him. can you let alex talk please i wasn't i really wasn't ready for it but yeah i mean i found it i found it quite interesting um that you did that and this, his whole relationship his whole relationship with his with his wife and his children and the like and the like yeah i understand <laughs> <laughs> You're no, so um, weird. do you know what i really enjoyed the fact that he was screwing the cousin i don't know why there was something there that i, that was, like, I remember we've had we had, we had a previous conversation with um about this and about <laughs> writing sex and then derek like that scene that derek was spoke about how saying how he came violently Oh, yeah. and I remember. Oh, this was um, as as the unbearable lightness of being. No, right? wasn't, wasn't it? it? It was. It was this book. Was it was this it, book. It, yeah, it was this book. No, and I don't think so. I think it was the unbearable lightness. No, of being. because he was. was he, he was talking about. He was talking about it. He used those exact Dad words. Pouring himself a drink. That's why he's not talking. Right <laughs> yeah. now. He's literally like away from his mic. He's like, no, no. He's like shaking his head. But like, that's <laughs> so Derek, please tell us what was it. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> it was this book. It was this book. Of course it was. And Ray, you're just showing your ass that you didn't finish it. What, this book? Yeah. But I told them I didn't. Oh, did you say at the beginning? Yeah. Oh, okay. You didn't finish the book. <laughs> but yeah, I was just saying. It was this book, yeah. I don't yeah. think I'll go back because I think Murakami writes no, I think, clarity I th- that I don't like. I think you should go back. I think because there's bits in it. There's bits in it that are like good you to... You don't like clarity. It's, it's something. He, he, he makes me feel uncomfortable, which is very weird. Yeah, it does sound weird, to be honest. So he talks a lot about emptiness. That's it. And through and through his um through his twenties and whatnot. And like I mean, how did you feel about what the way he described it? Do you think it was accurate about how like people like experience like this decade between twenty and thirty? Because it's like he kind of found meaning after thirty when he when he married his wife and he had his two kids. His father in law gave him um some land to buy bars. Yeah. And he created this jazz bar, two jazz bars. And he was kind of living cushy. He was living, like, well. You see what I mean? And that was after he turned 30. Do you think, like, within the 20s, there's this element for loneliness to kind of, like, manifest itself because of what, for whatever reason? In your opinion, what do you think? I don't know, because it's usually, like, 30, which is, like, the promise of a decade of loneliness. So... What? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's usually 30. Between between 20 and 30, you're supposed to be living your best life, and then you get to 30, and then... Let's be living your best life across your life it's a lie so that's okay yeah but you know what i mean and then when you okay. get when you get <laughs> when you get to 30 
see it's kind of like if you're not in a relationship or whatever it's kind of like okay well i'm just it's like you just you just basically accept the fact that you're probably going to be alone for an entire decade and you feel okay about it but and that's do you think that's what hajime went through in his 30s when he started when he was like he was what 34 in 30? his 20 i think he went through in his 20s probably he's like 37 isn't he? he's like 37 in the book by that age isn't he or something mm. and he's with his wife he's five years is younger his junior or something he's actually trashed that hygiene <laughs> um, he loves his daughters though i love that a loneliness in your 20s yeah i feel like i've been lonely all my life to be honest you see this ray do you know what this is? No. Do you know what it means? What? It means I'm playing the smallest violin for you. <laughs> I mean, you can play it. That's fine. That's nice. <laughs> um, I do think so. I feel like because in your 20s, you're supposed to be like hustling and doing all these things. But at the center of it all, it's all just a bit of a mess, isn't it? What like, do you mean? You're hustling. You're busy. And but you're not forming connections. You're living in this like vacuum. You're but you love that shit. You love the corporate world, the corporate life. It's not about the corporate world. It's more so like meaningful relationships with people, with family. Do you know what I mean? Like, because you're so busy trying to get this success that you miss out on the most important things and I feel like 30 is where you and get that's, them. And that's the corporate life though, isn't it? You're, you're In your 20s, when you enter the corporate life, you're so fixated on becoming successful yeah. that you give your all the life, things. No, just, no, just, well. just, no, just life in general. You're trying to set, you're trying to set a precedent like in your hustling. 20s. Just about like trying to get You're trying to set a precedent no, in your You're trying to tell me that creatives are more fulfilled. <laughs> no, because what people. them as well, they put in this r- ridiculous amount of work into trying to be successful. And I think that people who have... They're trying to set a precedent yeah but that's what i'm rest. saying but i mean if people like for example ray sometimes you finish work at like two o'clock in the morning yeah. and i always say to you i don't know how the fuck you do it bruv like it's actually crazy to me to be do you know what i mean so at the end of the day i feel like people who yeah they want to be successful but they don't want it that badly i think you need to just find a balance but with you i mean even with you you may not want to be successful that badly but because of the job you have you still have to do those hours anyway yeah do you know what i mean but because of the profession you chose yeah means that you want there is something that you're you're trying to get do you know what i mean and i just feel like there's nothing wrong with that but i think living life you it, there needs to be something to offset that you, exactly. you need there needs to be this kind of balance do you know what i mean so we all need lawyers and we all need doctors and nurses and and teachers Could and all those wonderful either. people who do ridiculous hours in the world yeah. but yeah. it would be nice if that wasn't the um the way things were do you know what i mean i could but then do you think it's just a generational thing like do you think this is kind of what it's been like for like time in Im- memoriam or something, or do you think it's just our generation that has to fight has been, has had to fight more for those kind of freedoms? Now it's a millennial dream. I'm sorry. It's the, me- the millennial dream. Are you what? a millennial, Darren? And the way we victimise ourselves. Yeah, it is. Are you a millennial, Darren? Yes. Yeah, I am. You're not. She I is. Am. Are you? Yeah, she just is. About. She just she just made just it. Just about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I might not. Generation Z. Is it Z? Generation X or something? I don't know. I don't know what it is, but... Oh, my God, they're entering. They're centennials. The centennial. Okay, I don't know what's there. They're after us. The but, um, no, I don't think it is. I mean, because, of, of course, people... I mean, doctors have been doing these hours for a long time. The corporate world, I'm sure, was even madder time. than it was 
he was madder before but than he is now. Is, like, but you know what? Like, I think that there's this whole. I remember reading an article way ages ago, a few years back, and it was about this whole element of portfolio careers and how no mm. job, no job is no no job is secure. Everybody's doing Ali, more than Ali, one Alice, thing. Alice fell back into the Bible for a second. No, ah. no, no Job. 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 <laughs> no Job. <laughs> Alex fell back. Yo, it took me back, job. man. I was stressed. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, wait. Like, that flash. No, I'm saying like no, like, no job is secure. Oh, God, we always wear black, don't we? All the time. Yeah, like no job is secure. It's Black mm. Panther weekend. I had to. Um, no job is secure. No job is um, like forever for everybody. So a lot of people are doing a lot more than what they have and like this whole loyalty to certain companies it's and, dead, cer- and certain brands are just not there not you know right. what I mean because just like millennials are doing so many different things because and we really because, care because, about because we, ha- we have, to, we have to care about our health and we have to care about the work that we do we have to care about all those things and there are there are some that just don't really care and they will, they will fall into that kind of old way of thinking and working which is their which is fair enough and which is their prerogative but I mean I remember reading a while back when there was, um, I think there was, it was a law firm. I don't know which one it was, but some guy some, jumped, some guy jumped off the building. Some I guy jumped out. <laughs> some guy jumped out, jumped off the building because they were overworking him. I can understand that. And it's just the mentality of like, I cannot come and die. You see what I mean? I, repeat I cannot come and kill myself for this job when I want to do other things. That's what I said on Friday, I mean? and then I left and went to see the <laughs> Black Panther. This is what I, I mean. was like, what legal opinion? <laughs> I cannot come and die. <laughs> something like you kind of like you know what I mean. It's like that 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 philosophy is that's kind of what, we, people, what, people, what we're doing in but our people generation. People tend to come and say, "Oh, I can't come and kill myself." Yeah, but they still come and die. They 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 <laughs> still they'll still turn up to, to work the next day. Cause well, because you got to pay the bills. Exactly. You pay so the bills. so you saying you I can't make... come and kill myself. Like, look, I but it, it depends on how much commitment you're putting into that job. Because you can turn up to work every day and not do the job. But you, but the, yeah, you can not do the job, but you but still you can do the bare minimum you still, and still get passed, which a lot of colleagues do. Yes, in, in but places. you're still there till like three in the morning. You're still having to wake up at seven o'clock. You're still having to. You're still worrying about things. You don't get to enjoy your weekend because uh, the only day you really get to enjoy is Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. You're worrying about going back to work on Monday, and that's just and then you're back. That's, you're that's back everywhere. at work. That's everywhere. But that's what I'm saying. So do you know what I mean? Like there's still, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't have the answers you know what i mean i don't know but i do sit down and think about this all the time and i just think the fact that we have to work five days a week yeah it's and, a then, scam, and man. then we have literally one and a half days off it's just it's fucking it's weird man it's a scam it's a scam do you get me and i feel sorry for people in the states because they don't even have um like a holiday like a much of a holiday allowance i think they have like 10 days yeah well i think more than that but they don't have that but they don't have a holiday allowance in places and i'm just like wow and even even the minimum holiday that we have this conversation is making me feel sick. It just it's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> like anyway, do you believe in back to the book here? But do you believe in karma? No. no. You don't believe in karma. <laughs> so you don't believe that because Hajime, right? So he had done all these different things. So he had been he had cheated on his first girlfriend, Izumi, with her cousin. And then he got like a note back from her when 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 the cousin died and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like a very bitter note and and whatnot, and he was hearing a lot about the way Izumi is um, has been treated. Oh my god! About like, by her, by Azumi the people in his flat. Like didn't pass her grades because man was heartbroken over this little nigga. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm so disgusted. This is what men do. But okay, I feel I'm like I feel like I feel like I do feel like I Azumi... got a better grade at uni. I mean, I got a good grade, yeah, but not that much. Ray, right. just a minute ago, you was coming to do, yeah, attraction, 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 attraction. <laughs> I agree, I agree, I agree. No, listen, 
I'm what is the I'm truth? Like, what is the functional, truth? Okay, I can handle more than one opinion. All I'm saying is the attraction <laughs> that he felt for the little cousin. I get it. There are people that I have met that I'm like raw. Like it's about it's about that. I'm about it with you. Okay. But wow. At the same time, he was trash for what he did with Azume because poor girl like failed her exams didn't do too well had to go to like community college do you think that she was a good character she was dull she had no exactly spice. there was no she fire didn't have a, she didn't have there a was no leg. there was no vim wow <laughs> well, well wow, hold wow. on a minute why is that getting a cheeky mention what's what? that got to do with anything what, she what? no vim Every- Everyone so that had... means it's okay for him to no, come? No, no, no. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay, saying. She, he, in obviously, obviously in, the, obviously, in the book, um, Murakami had made that distinction. It was like, so he's got this dull character here with no, she, with no, with, like, with no soft edges kind of thing. And then you just, then he's got this like, thing is, even when he described um, her cousin, I couldn't really picture the cousin properly because it was just a blur. It's just a blur. Mm. So at the end of the day, like I don't know, you know, the way that he was describing it, it kind of like the way he kind of set it up in your mind wasn't all yeah. that good. You know what I mean? Like so he set the kind of characters. Even his wife, his wife, he didn't hadn't. He, even Hajime's wife didn't get much of a mention, but she didn't get much of a description. He, everyone said that but he's she, very egocentric. He's exactly. all about himself he, and his feelings. Yeah. Who? Murakami. No. Um, Hajime. Hajime. Yeah. Which is men, essentially. Like I read this and I was like, yeah, this is a man. Yeah. <laughs> most most definitely. Um, oh my gosh, you have, you never get to the part when she kind of like corners him. Who his his his, his wife? What and says? And was like he was very no no like so who is she? Yeah. <laughs> like and then he was like um, 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 <laughs> like Papa just like stammering in the corner and like he's like who is she? And then she's like I know that it's, she's like you know what just if you want to leave go but she kind of did this this very weak thing which really irritated me. Where was she was, because it was just like I found it weak. And right. she was just like, you know what? If you want the house, have it. If you want the kids, have it. It's not, just it's not weak. It's, I, it's, I felt, I felt like that was just like, it's not weak. why are you doing? Why are you doing um, that? You're, you're putting everything it's there. Moral high ground. That's what I do. I do it all the time. It's moral high ground. Yeah, I do it all the time. So what if you had said, okay, cool, I'll take the kids, I'll take the house, then? No, that's not good. And I I'll, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll invite, I I'll invite Shimamoto. I'll invite Shimamoto no, to the house. No, I have to offer you. I have to be like, you can take the house. You can take the kids. No, but she, no, but okay. she didn't approach it, it like that. Good. She didn't approach it like that. She was like, "Just let me know. You need it to let trash. me know. Like, yes, like, do you love me? Yes, Is it that? Do you like yes, me? What? Do you remember you when? Do you remember when? Something. You had your hands up. No, she, no I was basically okay. saying one of you talk and then let the other one talk. Right. That's why I was doing that. Do you, what do you think though? What do you think about when his wife cornered him in the apartment she when he was sleeping bitch? on the couch? I thought that was so weak. What do you mean? Well, I mean, Alex, it's, 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 it's easy yeah. when you're in a position of power to say that man, somebody right? doing, yeah, when you're a man, it's easy for you I to mean, come and say that that's weak, okay. bro. But at the end of the day, she's actually endured up until that point. Mm. So you can't say she's weak. You can say that she's got to breaking point, but that doesn't necessarily mean that she's weak. Do you know mm. what I mean? I did so, feel cringe. I did feel cringe. <laughs> I did feel, I did feel cringe though when, um, when her dad kind of manipulated her into, into buying the stocks. Yeah, and and Hajime was like, "Why would you do that?" And he's probably going at her, and it kind of makes me remember like a lot of the time when you're in a house, a lot of men raise voice, raise their voices a lot, Mm. and it was kind of like, and it was kind of like literally shaking the table. She was like, "You tell me, like in the previous times, you told me to invest in these things and to do it," and she just went. She basically, when she was like approach of the offer, she did it, and then he was going at her. 
but mm. he was and he, but he was conscious that he was that he was doing this to her so he's like you know what it's fine change it but i just felt like the whole scene was cringe anyway well but. yeah because i mean both of those guys the fact that he's her dad is telling hajim how <laughs> the rules to cheating i mean it's no surprise that he doesn't respect his daughter either because he clearly doesn't respect women so yeah do you know what i mean <clears throat> but yeah but I, th- but I do think his dad was grieving right though. on sister Go there. <laughs> <laughs> i think his dad was grieving though as well her dad was grieving yeah of course he was yeah because because the mum because her mum had died so it doesn't mean just because you're grieving doesn't mean you have to be a i mean person. people have emotions right <laughs> you know what i mean you miss anyway. somebody that you've been with for 40 years or whatever then you're, you, you go against their sex very, but, I mean, very emotional please. but yeah can i just let me just quickly <laughs> go back because i've just opened out the book again because i wanted to read the final lines again do you, have you guys ever watched scrubs Yes. I used to watch Scrubs. I didn't finish it though. Yeah, right. There is this episode of Scrubs, right, mm. where Doctor Doctor Cox, right, <laughs> his best friend, yeah, dies, but yeah. you don't realize he's dead until the end of the episode. This, the way this book ends, yeah, reminds me of that. Do you know what episode I'm talking about? Where he's yeah, standing yeah, at yeah. the cemetery, and then yep. the thing is like, where do you think we are? And then you realize you're at the funeral of his best friend because mm. he died. Whatever. The way this book ends is like that. And I'm telling you, it's not what it's... I really feel like the, it's just not what it seems. Okay. I honestly feel like Hajim has imagined... Just like, it then. Like, is there any passage that you want to read out? Well, where he's talking about the fact that the rain is beating down on him and all he could think about was the sea. He was the sea. The rain is significant in this book. The mm-hmm. fact that it's always there when something It's a happens. prophetic fallacy. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. Is Maybe I'm, I'm going to read it again, actually, because I'm I'm pretty... Do- and I know Murakami. And there's this... There, you know that... St- Murakami does this thing where he inserts like this miniature story that literally explains the entire book. There's the thing where he talks about the condition that farmers have where all of a sudden they just get up and they just walk off into the sun. Yeah. They West just give the up. Sun. Exactly. Literally, my man was oh, in like a position. South of the border. Yeah, because they've been doing the same mundane yeah. thing all yeah. the time. Think about it. He was doing the same mundane thing in his workplace all the time. I'm telling you, he's literally he's literally got up out of his mind and imagined anything the whole watched. book so can I yes ask, so you wow know, you about South do you know what i'm saying they were listening to something they were listening to i think in that king cole song is it that king cole yes um patience wasn't it patience. um they were listening to <gasps> oh quick one more thing one more thing right. you know the record that him and um shimamoto used to love i googled it after that record doesn't exist are you sure i'm 100 percent sure that record does not exist i'll look up, I'll look up. google it okay. and that's when i was like oh Murakari, you cheeky sword trust me the, the record don't exist. Okay. I'm telling you, the half of this book is imagined. I mean, it's all imagined. <laughs> or even, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pot- potentially, yeah. Um, yes. I wow. wanted to say, I forgot what I wanted to say. Wow, patriarchy. Do you see, he just talked over me and I've forgotten. Oh, great. You've been talking over Alex the entire wow. show, mate. <laughs> what are you wow, talking about? patriarchy. You're not about <laughs> it. You're not really about it. Rest of the song. Oh, the, um, the song by Nat King Cole. I don't even know what I was going to say now. I fully forgot. That's cool. About Nat King Cole, okay. My answer is if you get something, it's probably a lie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on, Alex. <laughs> Is it? Are we really helpless when it comes to the way our lives pan out? No. Ooh, Absolutely good not. question. Because he seems because he's in, he seemed to act like he was really helpless about everything. Yeah, like he kind of everything. He was in the publisher. Then he obviously he met this woman. Then he got this good job. Then he got this these two bars. And so essentially, then... fate over choice, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think we are limited. Obviously, we're limited to our situation, the way we are. Like you know, you know, John Paul Sartre. Right? He used to say that. Oh, basically, we have control over our situation. Mm-hmm. We we we're free to do whatever we want yeah, or whatever. Yes, we have choice. 
obviously that's a naive way to see things so what right. simone de beauvoir came to do she was like yeah that's true but we have like i'm um, structures yeah there's thing we're in a box and we have we can move about in the in box. the box yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and that's our freedom but yeah. we can't Get to out. say that yeah. we can do things is is ridiculous yeah. i think that that's how that's that's it we all or in our own individual yeah. boxes and then we have freedom to do do you know what i mean so for example if i'm in a situation where someone's put a gun to put a gun to my head you're always like, we, you're always looking for this gun to your head Derek. But i'm just saying just to illustrate <laughs> within that box of choice i can choose to end my own life or i can choose to say something to him you know you have choices within that box so i think that's the way life is i don't think anybody has ultimate freedom but i also think that what some people do is that when they've made bad choices they then say that it was inevitable as a way to justify what they've done and i think that's hajim Mm. he'd done things that he was really upset about but then he came to do well i was just destined to be like this it was destiny it's fatalism bollocks mate do you know what i mean yeah. I think I agree with that to an extent in regards to the idea of the social structures that uh, put us in a certain space. I think this goes back to your topic, Alex, of re- re- regarding to like soulmates and stuff and, you know, destiny. Yeah, I think a lot of the times it's just last proximity week. Wow. and circumstances. And so, as. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I do agree that there is a social structure. There's a box of some sort. Yeah. And if that box decides to change and change the parameters, then it's, it's, it's the box that changes. It's not necessarily you, but you have room to maneuver around mm. and you have, I guess, the autonomy and the choices that changes the loci of exactly where you are. But essentially, you'll always be in that box. Um, yeah, I don't. I think there is fate is fate, but then fate is very like. Oh, of course! Like you only realize it when you are where you are. I suppose. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you only say, "Oh, it was fate." It was yeah, I do be, think. Yeah. But it's it's in that moment. Yeah. So it's not. Because you know, I've I've had that kind of same feeling with regards to career choices I've made. 
and I have said that, you know, like... I'm so confused. I don't even know where you are right now. Uh, me? I, do I even know where I am? I didn't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Sometimes but you do your thing. I'm you just don't doing tell me when I'm you're doing. ready. <laughs> I'm just doing what I'm doing. But at the same time, or like even That's education... Right. Alex, you're doing all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, even, <laughs> even, even, educational, even educational like choices and whatnot. When you look back on those things and you're like, okay, so I had to do that in order for this to happen or else this wouldn't have happened in a sense. Do you ever guys, do you guys ever look back and look at things like that? Like, yeah, so you I can look at it and be like certain like choice. That. You know what I mean? Like there's certain A levels that you think that you probably thought, oh, if I chose to be a doctor. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the it's the whole Robert Frost thing again, isn't it? When you look back, you always do that. You always do that thing. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't believe in fate. I don't believe in destiny. I don't believe that. Poor, I believe poor in thing, things man. are supposed to be how they are. I believe in be. destiny. I believe that there's. I think everything that's happening because is supposed to. Because technically, when you think about it. Where you're meant to be is where you're meant to be. But right? when you say supposed to, that means that there's a grand narrative. Yeah. I do think that there is, but not. there is like there's a na- there's something that okay so you're gonna be there God, and then you man. have choice and then maybe it changes. But there are like so for example, if you have if you have a story and it ends in a certain way, you have like choices in terms of how it ends. So at a at a terminal moment, at a very important moment, you make a choice, and that determines the overall ending or even just circumstance of where you're at so i like do you know what i mean like, i could have made certain choices excuse me very early on in life that would have led to different endings yeah, but what's mm. that got to do with grand narrative that is like maybe there isn't just one there's a few and you know when you have those charts and it's like yes no and then you go down yeah yeah, yeah. so it can be like that but there isn't anything outside of that like it can only be these maybe six ways but that's just that's just literally yeah that's just basically the fact that if you made this choice this mm. would happen blah 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 and it just goes on but maybe infinitum. that story is told maybe there is that overall it could be this it could be this it could be this so make your choice do you know what I mean I see I mean no but okay <laughs> I mean yes I don't okay. get what you mean but fair enough it just depends on the choice the, the box that you do yes no which one you go down how, yes yeah. Do but in terms mean? of a grand narrative though that's what I'm saying like, that's the grand narrative when I say gra- yeah, but that that doesn't mean it's planned though. That just means you're literally going down. I guess you're down. presented with these choices, but these choices were made by like this is the choice by God, Allah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, okay. final, final, final question. Then I'm gonna yes, probably ask. Final then. question. Um, should you chase an unrequited love? Because the way that Hajime was chasing after Shimamoto, yeah, like he followed her. He followed her, and then you know he got paid ten thousand yen to kind of stay away. I don't know if you got that far. Um, it's so triggering. But like, you know what I mean? Like, should you chase an unrequited love? And then like, so then she comes back, and then he, like she said, "Oh, probably won't be back for a while." If your whole theory of the whole, you know, it's all imagined, then fine. But let's take the example that the book is as the book says. Yeah, he's yeah. going through his life, yeah. and Shimamoto just arrives back into this bar after all the school friends have come in and seen how successful he is and whatnot. And he's kind of falling back into this in like, in lust with her. Yeah, but isn't... Should is, he chase her? Isn't chasing... Through un- the rain. Yeah, but Alex... Who has time? Isn't, isn't chasing unrequited love the game? Isn't that just what it is? I mean, no... It's very rare for two people to meet each other and be like, yes, we're in love. It's always one person loves somebody, chases them or likes them. Loves chases them, them more. Or, do you know? Or, yeah, or but what I'm saying them. is that it's never, it hardly ever 
is a thing where you both just love each other. It's always a thing where, oh, let me let me move to this person. Bruv, do you know how many times, I'm sure you guys must have loads of stories, like, where the girl was just like, or the guy was like, bruv, I wasn't even feeling her. But then obviously she, they were not persistent, not creepily, overly persistent, but just kind of like, let's go out for a day. And then you just think, okay, fine, let's go out. Then you're like, wow, I realised I like this person. Yeah. Meanwhile, this person might have been crushing on you for the last two years. He might have been in love. Do you know what I mean? The story is oh, never so waiting in the, waiting in the savannah for like the hunt. This what this what I'm saying. The, Can but you imagine? Yeah. So saying, oh, should we ever chase? <laughs> Don't unre- wait for me like that. Should man. we ever chase unrequited love? We do. That's just we that's do. the norm to me. Anyway, that's the way I see it. I feel I like know, someone who says I'm not going I? to chase somebody I'm in love should with I? isn't really in love. Then are they? That's mm. a lie. Nah, unless they're married, Ray. We all know you're an expert in that division. I'm yeah. not married. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but he might be. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Derek! You're actually really um, trash. Wow. Okay, so, <laughs> it's so weird because a lot of the times... <laughs> I don't know if I'm like, oh, should I just share? Up to you, up um, to you. I don't know. I just feel like... When I've liked someone, I to be honest, I never like someone straight away. Um, but don't you have a penchant for guys who are unavailable? Like James Bond has a thing for women who are unavailable. Um, do I have a penchant for men who are unavailable? Yes. <laughs> I'm not own up to that. Alice I is do. like, Derek, lower your volume. <laughs> like, why are you so loud okay. for? I know, <laughs> like, like, please respect like, me. Big, big broadcast. Okay, the thing is, like, wow. not, like, for example, like, the one unrequested, I don't even think it was unrequested because, like, he, he like, liked me in the beginning and then I wasn't there yet. I was like, oh, like, no, you're like a brother to me. Yeah, right, And yeah. then when I was like, rah, like, this could be a thing, he was like, mm, uh, I don't know, I'm not feeling it. There's someone mm-hmm. else. Took too long, man. Do you know what I mean? I know, or he was just playing that immature man game. That's true. So, nah. I think I've read something about how, like, unrequited love is the perfect form of love because it's not tainted with somebody else's views. It's just, like, you just really... You read that in Alan de Botton. Did I? I don't yes, think you... so. No, I didn't. I, didn't really, I knew about it from somewhere else. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll find the quote and I'll tell you about it. <laughs> okay. But that's a very triggering topic for me because okay. I we feel like... We don't have to like go there if you don't I'm want to. always... I feel like... Wait, I wait, always... why? Alex is sweating more than Ray. Why is he sweating? I don't know. What? What? It's hot here, man. Why are you sweating? I'm just... Are you continue, okay? Continue. I'm doing fine no, in my corner. I just feel like... I'm doing fine in my corner. I know. I... <laughs> I'm trash. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's I don't your, know. I feel like... Back. I don't know if you should fight for unrequested love, personally. Mm. I would say no, because I like being loved. You know what I mean? Like, I like someone... F- and I feel like the only way I actually like someone is when they show me that. And then, for a very... Sorry. Yeah. For a very, like... They have to, like, consistently show me that. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Let me allow myself to feel this way. Because I'm quite, like... I don't, I don't want to say scared, but more so, like, apprehensive, I guess. I get you. To, like, enter anything. Yeah, I get you. So I have to know that, okay, you're about me. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So unrequited love, like if I like someone and they don't like me, I'll just be like, I'll just sit in my corner and uh, and hide it and as much as stay, I can. And stay pim. And stay uh, pim. Like, I would say, girls, if he don't like you and he don't show you at first, stay pim. Don't say nothing <laughs> because these hoes ain't loyal. Yeah, try and be, try and have the moral high ground. I but love it's, the moral high ground. It's but like, you know, when, you know when they flip that on you what and it's just a bit like, 
like you know, like I said in the book, like if he said, okay, fine, I'll take, I'll take the kids, I'll take the flat, you're like, nah. I'll take the business, you're like, nah. like well, what do you want? Like you can you're have like, the, nah. you can have the cottage in the country yeah. and go, nah. Like yeah. I would be like, I love hungry. I feel like I always do that to see you know what, what the reaction, think, what the you reaction. Know what, would right? be. Remember when um, what have had happened was like the Black Panther thing, and I was like, Alex, you can go to the. Oh show. my god, you, you were you were irritating me. But the only reason why I said that is but I know you thought it was the wrong question. No, I like I like being. I don't know why. I feel like there's something very like self-destructive in me. Mm, I like. But being, it doesn't really work sometimes because it's just like, well. I like being the sacrificial lamb. Do you know what you that's know? like? It makes me feel like I'm doing something bigger than what I Dead. am. Do you know what that's like? That's like saying Which eat. That's like saying eat. No, you eat. But it's like I'm fine. You eat. No, yeah. you are full. Yeah. But you should eat the food because yeah. you are full. But, but I'm, 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 I'm okay to, that like, I won't. I that's love, dead. I love to so take you will start, for someone else's pain. You will I love to be like morally high. I'll be. I'll be. I'll be in pain. But I like I like it in a certain way, and it's awful. I don't even know what it is. Okay. Are you done? Are you, Are you done? done? <laughs> ah, <laughs> Derek, high five! Excuse me, ah, uncle. Yes. The timing was yes, perfect. Yes, that was perfect. <laughs> I love you for that. Go. Oh you. my god. Right. Yes, buckle. <laughs> yes, buckle. <laughs> All right. Um. So we ran up that topic. Let us let us <laughs> let us know. What do you guys rate that? I what do you guys think? of the book rate it out of five. First time I read it I would have given it a five now two and a half. Two and a half? Mm. Ray? Out of five from what you read in the first fifty pages. That's all you have. Three. I would do three. Okay. What would you do, Alex? I'd probably say three and a half, four. Yeah. I saw no, the I rating already... on Goodreads. Yeah. Alright, cool. We'll be we'll be back. And we're back. <laughs> Alright, so best life reads this week for me. Um I want to ask you guys a question before I actually talk about the book. Do you have compassion for yourselves? Do you think that you have self-compassion? Elaborate. Do you think you give yourself... You know when you have compassion... The same feeling that you have compassion for others when they go through certain things, when they have... um, When they're going through certain emotions, through certain periods. That same quote-unquote feeling that you're supposed to have in compassion with them understanding their feelings, understanding their process and trying to help them through that. Do you help yourself through that? Do you have patience with yourself, essentially, when to, to get through certain things? No. You don't? What makes you think that? Um, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's probably because of my rampant self-loathing that I um, have no compassion for myself. Mm-hmm. I think, as well, it's just to do with the fact that when you have compassion for someone... It, like you said, it comes down to you trying to understand their situation. But with my, with your own personal situations, you already know how the situation came. Situation came about. Do you know what I mean? I guess there's self-reflection, but I don't think that that means that you're compassionate. I think it just means you're trying to understand how you got yourself into a situation or why something came about. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I I mean I don't believe in the um this whole concept of self love. I think it's silly, but that's just me in it. So you don't believe in that. Con- Why do you think it's silly? Just before we go on to Ray, <clears throat> because I just don't think. I think when people say, "Oh, you should love yourself," it to me it just doesn't. It just doesn't make sense, bro. Okay. Like, I think we've had this discussion before. I think that the fact that we flee from destruction and we're all about self preservation just tells you that there is an element of self-love without you having to do anything. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. It just, it, this, I don't know. This self-love thing, man, seriously, I really feel like it's just something that is being 
forced upon us it's it's like a full it's like a, i don't know how to explain it without sounding really like pretentious and silly mm. but it is literally like us being more inclined to be consumers of certain things do you know what i mean like okay or it make us more inclined to be selfish mm. i just don't think that those two things are good so okay right do you have self-compassion patience and love for yourself <coughs> none at all um really you ain't got self-love you did a whole 10 point thread on <laughs> why you love yourself i mean this is kind of where it's kind of where it stemmed from i cannot lie i mean i think i was like okay let me think about this. I? oh that um for valentine's you know day. what i think that that's I had to be very conscious about what I like about myself. But in my mm. everyday life, when I live my life, I don't go around thinking, I love my opinions. I love that I'm so passionate about things. Mm. Um, I don't go around thinking that. I think I'm very self-destructive in that when a situation presents itself, as much as I it doesn't seem like it, I try and make it better for other people. Mm. Um and so I think it goes back to the whole idea of liking suffering. I don't like suffering, but I feel like if I'm suffering and maybe someone else isn't, then so I'm it's doing good. It's selfless, you know. Yeah, roundabout it's like way. it's like being selfless but suffering. And a lot of the times, I was talking to one of my friends, and a situation happened, and I was like, you know what? I'll take the brunt for it. And I'm, I feel like I'm always taking the brunt for things. And she's like, yeah, but other people don't care. If, like, for example, I get off, I really get off this feeling of me taking the brunt for things and it being recognized as something. Like, oh, look, Ray's suffering. You know mm. what I mean? And she's like, people don't care. Mm. <laughs> so you're actually just suffering for no reason. And I think that I have self-love in that I love the woman that I am. I love the woman that I'm becoming. Um... I love my friends and I love people around me, but I don't think I have self-love consciously. Like I don't consciously enter a situation being like, what is the best outcome for me? I think what is the best outcome overall? And if I'm suffering for it, then so be it. Do you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. No, I see you. Cool. For me, I don't have patience with with myself. (laughs) And there's like this kind of thing that you're constantly pushing yourself to do things um, and not appreciating each step that you make and each thing. So therefore, I'm not really, I don't feel like I'm that compassionate with myself to think you've kind of, you're doing this, it's making you feel this bad. Stop. Therefore, you can kind of like appreciate the rest that comes and do the rest that's next. And it it kind of feeds into this whole thing about like self-comparison as well, comparing your achievements with other people. And trying to figure out, especially in this world of social media, when you're constantly presented with people's work and people, what people are doing with people's brands and stuff. You know, if somebody's writing more, if somebody's in more things, if somebody's creating more or working harder, you kind of start to beat yourself up in a way that, in a very internal, like, you know, destructive way that isn't conducive to anything. Um, and it kind of makes you want to constantly put things out and then that what exhausts you and you end up feeling exhausted in the end so um yeah so to kind of round up that then um i found this book called well my friend sent me this book it's called self-compassion and it's like by this doctor called christine neff Mm. and she basically just talks about how you 
how you place yourself in the world, how different, how self-compassion is different to self-esteem and how appreciating, your, how appreciating yourself and where you're at and what you do is completely different to you having the, the utmost confidence in the in the grand scheme of things. Do mm-hmm. you see what I mean? Uh, she's an example, like if you've had a bad day at work and then you're kind of projecting onto other people as you come, like you're not appreciating how bad the day was for you. You're just projecting it out to other people so that they can feel just as bad. And then everybody, and then it becomes this twofold thing where everybody is kind of projecting to one another and then it creates arguments, it creates um, destruction. And then ultimately truths end up coming out that don't necessarily need to come out. You know, like, you know, for example, if you are, for example, some people, if they're arguing with their partner, right? A lot of it is stemmed from an effect that they, that happened in the day or something, something very minor that they start to pick at. Yeah. And then that that builds into a bigger argument, and then they become where there was room for healthy conversation about um, nitpickings in a relationship. They start to argue about the things that are relative, like through minor things, through minor windows. Mm-hmm to talk about the the bigger things. And I don't think anger is the way to kind of like approach those things. You know, I mean, if you're having a conversation, a healthy conversation about something in a relationship, I think that's important to sit down and have that conversation healthily. Yeah. Whereas like having the argument because you had a bad day, it doesn't, it, it, it kind of will bring out, it will invoke feelings that are just really, really much more negative than necessary. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? But yeah, so the book is called Self-Compassion. I mean, I put that forward because I feel like there's a lot of people who are writers out there who are working hard in their businesses, who are working hard doing, trying to get, reach their profession, but you're not being compassionate enough with yourself. And me too, I've like sat down and thought, I want to do all these things, but it's so important to sit back and look at and think, all right, I've achieved this much. How much can I realistically do? And can I appreciate how far I've come with it? And that's kind of what I wanted to bring to the table for Best Life Reads. Let me know how you think about it and we'll move on. Yay. Yeah? Thank you, Alex. No worries. Um, Mostly flicks. What did we watch this week, guys? (gasps) Yo! (laughs) We watched... So, okay, so we were supposed to watch Best Man. We I mean, we'll Best watch Best Man. Man next week, but obviously it's Black Panther weekend. It's Black Panther week. I didn't know that was a thing. I mean, <laughs> I, I didn't know it was a thing either. I mean, it was, it was it released this week. It was released this weekend. Black people we're doing too much again. You know, it is black people doing too much. Black. So I was talking Derek. They're doing enough. They're not doing too much. And I saw a few things that he wrote with regards to a uh, response of uh, Eric Killmonger. You were stalking my I Twitter. Was, I was talking. I'm Twitter. even on private. So how are you stalking me? Lit. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know. um, are you going to go and unfollow me? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I was talking to Derek and he was like, what did he say? He said, so someone was cussing. I actually said the same thing. I thought Eric Killmonger. The first time I... I met I met him. I was like, yeah, like valuable discussions with regards to like immigration and and holding people account to helping others um, with regards to Wakanda and and how they secluded themselves from the rest of the world. And the second time I saw him, so this was last night when I watched him, when I watched the film again, and I was like, rah, like you're really childish. So my man came into Wakanda and. <laughs> He got the phone yeah, yeah, and he second. got what he wanted. Yes, darling. I was going to say, one second. Sorry for the spoilers. You should have seen it this weekend. Yeah, Sorry, this is coming out on a Monday. I don't even know. I think you should just stop it is recording. What, it is what it is. like, leave. It is what it is. I don't gonna even be, want you to listen it, to this It's going to be spoilers. 
it's yeah. gonna be that. So he continues. Yeah. So he rolls so into Wakanda. He rolls into Wakanda, gets the throne, and my man's doing. Let's save the rest of the world. <laughs> I haven't seen the sunset. My father said the sunset was so nice in Wakanda. I'm like, bitch, you stupid ass. ass. So, <laughs> uh, you said, Derek. I was just about to ask you, what has this got to do okay, with me? Okay. So <laughs> someone was like, oh, you know, he like misinterpreted his like abandonment issue. Yeah, I saw that tweet. I saw that. And then you were like, nah, like his father obviously fed into his knowledge of the fact that Wakanda needs to do more to help did. the rest of the world. People Personally, conveniently forgot about that. Bit. I actually don't believe that Wakanda needs to do more to help the rest of the world. <laughs> I think Wakanda needs to stay and it is um, it needs to stay separated. To mind its own business. Because this is how like um Mao's China this is how China got big do you know what i mean mm. big and, and got into one being the biggest economy mouse china okay separated itself from the white man's world and the world in general and it was able to refocus on internal development and stuff so now china is one of the biggest economies in the damn world do you know what i mean and yeah. so is wakanda 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 yeah. wakanda okay and so Michael B. Jordan's character, all right, Killmonger. Yes, darling, put your hand down. I'm not. I'm not here for it. Um, he he wanted to go out when he got the throne. My man wanted to go out and distribute weapons, not even like technological development or like learning programs, which is what T'Challa, beautiful, beautiful man, by the way. No, it was Nakia that wanted to do that. Exactly. Right. So. Hold on a minute. Yes, hold what, the fuck what? up. Right, hold the fuck up. Look, yeah. I'm I'm All really right. tired of na- this narrative. Okay, Look, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's do it. Why the fuck, yeah? Yeah. If you're an oppressed people, mm-hmm. do people expect us to take the moral high ground? This is what is annoying. Why are we supposed to take the moral high ground? What why, do you mean? Why can't we beat them at their own game? Look, in Wakanda, the way Killmonger was mm-hmm. talking, look, there are millions of oppressed people yeah. who don't have the means to overcome their oppressors. Right. No. Why, listen to what I'm saying. So you're saying give weapons to these people to fight them, right? I'm just saying we shouldn't be like, oh, no, 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 no we can't do that. Bruv, they've done it to us, yeah. Why the... But this, this is, is the thing, Wakanda doesn't say it's us because other people, like Eric Killmonger, they think him as an outsider. Do you know what I mean? Okay, for, let's forget oh. about let's forget Eric. about African Americans and their obviously their idealization of African African continent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously that was, a, that was apparent throughout the and whole. And obviously, yeah, the movie is a critique of um, whole tepary. It, it clearly <laughs> is. What I'm saying is that even pe- even within Africa, the countries that were colonized, right. of course, Wakanda's aware because of that cheap joke that Shuri makes about oh. Don't scare me like that, colonizer. Whatever. They're aware of all of this stuff. So the fact that they're like... <laughs> Don't scare me, colonizer. What? Yeah, it was cheap. <laughs> cheap. Oh, the cheap shot. <laughs> right to it the... It was, it was, it was, it was. I'm going to slap you. Right to the Why? Continue. But yeah, what I'm saying is that um, basically... Oh, fucking hell. I forgot what I was saying. What was I saying? What was I saying? Quick, put me back on track, Alex. Um, um, Wait, um, um, Eric Killmonger. Uh, um, Empire. Something Empire. to do with um, um, the, yes, yeah, the moral high ground. The moral high ground, <laughs> moral high ground of course, yeah. exactly. So if we're aware of all of this, the the pressure that we've had to face, right? why can we not then turn around and do exactly... Like, you know, at the end of the movie when um, T'Challa's like, you basically, you've become them. So fucking what? Mm. Okay, I've become them. I don't care, bruv. Do you know what it... Like, it's just like what uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character said. Daniel Kaluuya's character was a... He was, he was, he was like, Wakanda listen, first. Listen to what I'm saying. He's not he, Wakanda first. Yes, he was. He the, said... The Wakanda first is Okoye. She is the no, no, embodiment no, 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 of Wakanda no, 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 Can I finish? No, 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 you can finish. He said, in the future... Right. There's going to be the conqueror 
or the conquered. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be the former. Mm-hmm. He told no lies, bro. He told no lies, but in terms of taking it intricately, one, he was a shit friend. He was a shit person. Okay. True. He, How he, was he? He was a shit right, Ray, one He se- was a shit person. You one guys second. are really coming to idealise patriotism. Can I have my point? Patriotism, he has nothing no, can to I have do my with point, the fact though. that it's also, actually, not no. even that, right? Ray, I think you're taking, point? no, you're taking, oh, wow. um, sorry, darling, you're taking <laughs> Wakanda as this isolated place that isn't going to be interacting with these white people. These white people are, it is, England, and it's, allies are trash mm. so when they come in contact with wakanda i am just thinking of how historically it's played out you think you know england and mr martin wanna, Freeman is going to can be I just playing have some, these can people I add? on an equal playing ground right. he said what are farmers what what are what can farmers give us essentially mm. what can they give us are you imagine that are you crazy what you do realize wakanda has has fucking vibranium they have weapons they have the spears that can take out a tank you really think that uh, great britain i ain't gonna risk that i'm not gonna risk that baby girl no I'm not you're, gonna do you're it. ridiculous no do you know what, do you know what i was thinking though because like the way that the mentality of um the colonized mm-hmm. entering a country where they've never been colonized that was very important as well. You know, the Michael B. Jordan, when he sat down and said the sun will never set on the Wakandan Empire again, that's what that's what the British said. The sun will never set on the British Empire. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was that was really triggering because I felt like, you know, you've come from a colonized state, you've come and you come to kind of make it this this thing. Like, you know, you've got all these you've got three ideologies sitting there. You've got Nakia who wants to go and <laughs> you've got Nakia who wants to go and be diplom- diplomat diplomatized the whole like Nakia you know had a stupid ass no, no, naive no, idea no 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 because you we know can help no 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 because guys guys one sec one, you let one, my man one sec one sec one sec because you know the first <laughs> the first thing that we the first scene that we saw Nakia it was, help, was it, on Somali. It, it was it was the no it was the Boko Haram wasn't it yeah. it was like you know the kidnapping of the girls in northern was Nigeria Boko Haram? I don't think that was, was it, well that was I mean I mean like the kidnapping of the girls in um, that was the implication that, that was the implication that was there and I was like was and you know she wanted to go out and she wanted to go out and help that and be a part of the change to kind of make that different because they can because they their knowledge you know obviously Wakanda had people that went out and studied things and brought it back to right. make to make Wakanda Greater. what it was and to learn and to do things that are better. What? So wouldn't would it is that not what the story was? When they like that how do you think how do you think she they got to touch technology? calling in the fact that she went out and outside of Nakia, I'm just saying, yeah. in general Wakanda. They have they had spies about but I Exa- don't think exactly, but did they not go and learn I, and then come back? I don't think those spies were out there to try and make over, Wakanda a better over place. Genera- over generations, man. Obviously, but this essentially, is such... it was all about making sure that Wakanda was a better place because when T'Challa I mean, went into the... Safer place. Yeah, but... but obviously, no, because... but over, generation, over generations and years and years and years of like looking at the rest of Africa and then looking at Wakanda within it, you know, they would. I would have thought they would have sent people out to go and they learn did. things and to bring back. But anyway, but what I'm saying is that there's several ideologies within the whole film and you've got the whole... And it kind of made you think how important, like what nationalism, like black nationalism, the kind of, you know, setting aside what it looks like now and how, you know, when Eric Killmonger came and was talking about, we're going to put the weapons out and we're going to cause destruction. But then there's also Nakia who was like, okay, we're going to make it, um, we're going to, we're going to do an outreach. We're going to go out. I'm going to try and help the cause and do all this stuff. There was those two balances there. And I felt like that was really important to see how to kind of make it. Yeah. A better, the, a better world. Yeah. In okay. my sense, I don't, I don't really agree with Killmonger. 
I yeah. don't agree because I thought he was childish as fuck. Anyway, so what I want to say is um, a criticism to your point, um, Derek, with regards to... What a surprise. Yeah, <laughs> what a surprise. With regards to um, your patriotism. So I don't... Like, personally for me, Wakanda is like a very perfect place where black people live in harmony, where there's technological advancement, where people like are living in a very amazing place right for me like wakanda is like heaven do you know what i mean and you criticize the idea of okoye um putting her love of um daniel kaluuya's character beneath wakanda right excuse me my darling can you answer the question i'm listening go on right so you were like oh i don't know why you man would be you know you know putting patriotism ahead of like this love between these two people mm-hmm. i wanted to criticize that because personally for me i think what she did was absolutely fantastic because she it wasn't even just about wakanda it was about what she believed in and the fact that no we shouldn't be doing xyz sending out weapons to these people we should be doing the right thing for our country that we live in day in day out for our citizens you're saying oh no she should have put that beneath her love for this man who was explicitly betraying the ideals not even the country because that makes it very patriotic but the ideals in which he she stands on and the ideals in which she like stands for why the fuck is that you've literally just added all of these bits i'm not because (laughs) i think maybe what you failed to see is that you thought she was protecting wakanda but i thought she was protecting the values that she holds she really values and she really loves the values in her country if she really was Mm -hmm. yeah trying to protect the values of wakanda right yeah she would have killed killmonger she when he have listened to what she's morally correct no she would no you. she would no she would have because she would have i don't think so no because no because when nakita went to her and said yeah, Okoye, like, I, I, are you coming I are you coming for the throne she stands for the throne so that right. means she's not but, then. but killmonger was in terms of throne wise like he was a bad king but he was the king of Wakanda. Exactly, but she still turned on him and said, "You are not fit to be a king." He was still the king. But she maybe still she realised that later. You, she knew that. She, 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 knew, she knew that from when she when they were fighting in the duel. She knew that. I don't think so. I think she, she knew just that. really loved um, T'Challa. Firstly, her patriotism is inconsistent. Now you've said this, <laughs> I have to really point this out. And also, <laughs> in my opinion, patriotism is, is when it comes to things like war and stuff like that is always a, a bad thing. It's anyway. a bad thing because the countries that we live in are not great they're not doing anything for us but if a regardless whether doing, it's great or not no but if, mm. if, so, if a place was doing something really really right and it, if wow it we went right in there the political deal, discussion no but if like a country or a group of people re- were really protecting its citizens mm. were doing the right thing why would you not say yes i'm here for these ideals that are that are basically forming the the but blueprint we're lo- of this place but we're looking I at it, totally be for it. We're, you're looking at it for, you're looking at it from an idealized from a point where we're idealizing this country and we're and we're looking at it and thinking we need to protect it at all costs I don't know you, the you know what i mean like we, we, you look, you're looking at you're looking at it from that way ray do you know what i mean right. and i feel like and that's important to look at it from that point but you also have to remember its position in the world within the context of the film and the sh- and the show the people there are people in there that are growing up patriotic to the country and people in there you know obviously wakabi who played daniel kaluuya's kaluuya's character he had a he had he had one he had one intention to kill, to kill claw yeah and he said to t'challa growing up you know he's like you know bring back claw that's all he wanted and that was enough for him to not bring back the guy 
to ruin his whole ideology of the whole thing. He wants, you know, to maintain power. He wants the power to continue within Wakanda and and the like. So I feel like that was a very, like, it is important, but we've got to remember the worldviews in which we're looking at it Absolutely. from. Absolutely, I agree. Okay, moving on. What about the... Go on, what about I was going to say, what's going to what about the characters? What do you think about the way the characters were portrayed? Oh, like, fantastic. What, what do you think I thought the character, I thought the, um, there was not one, th- I mean, the person who was the least memorable in that movie for was me. Was still memorable. Was still memorable, but the least memorable was, um, Ayo. Agent Ross. Oh. Well, he didn't need to be. See, I, I, <laughs> like, I mean, who was he? Hey, oh, she's so buff. Yeah. Wow. Very, right? very, oh, very, very buff. Perfect. I, I can't even... Her face is just... See, I thought... You know someone tweeted... Oh, someone, uh, there was a post that was just like, oh, Marvel's now missed another chance to do... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Representation. Yeah. I was a lesbian in the... In the um in the Tan- Tanahasi Colts comic. She's a lesbian. She has yeah. a lover. Isn't yeah. she just... Oh. But she's... Do you know what, what do you think? What, wait, wait, music. one second oh though. What do you think about that? What do you think about that article then? Because I put it down to time. I put it down to time, and, and the way that, like, the way the story was progressing, there was no time to focus on um, the Dora, Ma- the Dora Milaje? Milaje? Sorry, the Dora Milaje. There's no time to focus on the individual stories within the Dora Milaje. So they had to focus on. Obviously, it was a civil war within Wakanda. And they had to focus on that. There was no time to focus on the personal relationships within. Alex, you know how easy it would have been? They could have, you know, when Killmonger killed somebody, mm. Killmonger could have killed Ayo's lover and then she gone crazy. Bruv, in Thor Ragnarok, yeah. All right, that makes sense. It, it, yeah, yeah. In Thor Ragnarok, they made it so clear that uh, what's his name was, had a female lover because in the flashback, it showed that um, whatever Thor's evil sister killed her lover and then she, do you know what I mean? Like, bruv, it's not, di- it's not difficult. Come on. People okay, reacting and doing, oh, did you ask this question? Of these other movies, they're just being homophobic. And yeah, 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 yeah. No, that makes sense. Right? I, I, I do think it should have been in there, but I was thinking, like, was it was it down to time or was it down to just overlooking? Well, it probably I was overlooking, I but I guess. Okay, then, cool. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, the characters were great, I think. They all stood alone. They all stood they alone. They all stood alone. Amazing. Who was the, be- the best character in that movie for me? Was Who was it? Okoye. Yeah, Okoye was significant. And Love Shuri. Probably. I like Shuri, yeah. Mbaku, I like Mbaku. I loved Mbaku. Are I mean, you I, 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 I liked <laughs> all of them, bro. I, I think literally, there wasn't all... one person who liked. What about Zuri? Did you like Zuri? I did like Zuri. Do you know why I didn't like Zuri? Because the accent. Black Panther. As in, <laughs> why? You're still in South Africa doing the last King of Scotland. I don't yeah, yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. Wait, hold on. But and you didn't have a problem with Mbaku's shit Nigerian accent, bro? <laughs> no, you know what? I was talking to my friend about Mbaku, right? I was like, oh, you know, he's Caribbean, and she was like, yeah, she's you know West how he Indian, West, West Indian, <laughs> um, Nigerian, West friend. Indian. Let's correct it. West Indian, West Indian. Okay, there we go. Cool, he's West Indian. Okay. Anyway, I've been seeing that all of the time. Now. I'm like, why? <sighs> Caribbean and West Indian are not. Uh, I know me and Derek are okay. No, no, no. no. You guys are trash. Because if I had to say that about any <laughs> any know, any I country know, in Africa, you, you'd be yeah. like, "Why are you West doing this, fam? Who are you doing that, fam?" West Indian. He's also fine. He's like a thick West Indian. Fine man. Ooh. Why are you two shouting? Yeah. You're, I, you're you two are literally shouting. <laughs> I don't know. But, but um, um, anyway, yeah. Like, I find, but like uh, you know, yeah. What the, the experience in watching it was actually so funny because um, even the whole. When he was when he when Enembaku challenged him, mm. and his whole dialogue, and it just it 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 did. Mbaku it, is it, a patriarch. It, it did sound it did sound Nigerian. I don't want to. Because you're just used to like. Yeah, you know. that we will not have it all. 
And I was like, really? wow. Yeah, but Alex, but you're like, just, wow. this is, no, I know, that's not what, that's like, not wow, what like, a Nigerian okay. accent sounds like, especially one that has Ubo. So why did you think he was in, why did you say, why did you attach Nigerian to Mbaku then? Alex, I even tweeted this, it's a rebore. Nigerian accent. But why is it a reborn Nigerian because accent? Because you know why that, that a reborn... Because you can tell that's the kind of accent he's trying to do. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's a good one. It means you know it. It's like when you hear um, Leonardo DiCaprio in Blood Diamond, you know he's trying to do he's some some dead pigeon South African accent. <laughs> but it doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> but you, at least you know he's trying to think. But is though. it not good because it's Leonardo DiCaprio? Nah. It's bad. It's, it's bad. a bad accent. What about, what about Angela Bassett's accent? It was bad. No, oh. I liked it. Shuri. <laughs> Sorry, mother. Do you know what? Shuri probably had the best accent. Shuri no, she didn't. Do you know why she didn't? And T'Chaka. Hello, brother. T'Chaka had... No, T'Chaka... T'Chaka had the best accent. Obviously, T'Chaka had the best accent, Because right? he's South African. Yes, of but... Um, um, Shuri didn't have a good accent because she molded her a- her accent went back to British. There were points in where places, she, even when places, she said yeah. like British, and when did... she went on when she said update, I was like, darling, like, yeah, why had... are you see? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Do you know I, what I mean? I, 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 I don't even like, know that. Mm, I see what you're saying. Accent I... had to be Forest, and oh, then man. there were moments when thing is there were moments because obviously Wakanda is a fictional place in sort of westy, no, no, easty, south. No, it's not south. It's okay. not South Derrick. All right. Okay, Central, okay. central okay. Africa. Let's say for the sake of this central, central, Central Africa. Central East. We don't know how to... <laughs> we kind of have an idea. So I personally thought that um, Chadwick was very consistent in his accent. Are you joking? I, think he, was conce- I thought he was consistent. I think he was concentrating really hard on his accent. Did you see his... Oh, fuck. Yeah, Wait, how the how the hell was Wakanda not based in South Southern Africa? It's not it's south, southern, southern, but not South. Does that make any sense? Yeah, but I didn't say South Africa. I said Southern, southern. Africa. Yeah, southern. I, I, I would have put I it. I thought it was more. No- I would put. I would put it as more central, but it doesn't really yeah, matter because it's not a real place, central. guys. Okay. Not a real place. But anyways, yeah. So, <laughs> <Like> <laughs> who was your favorite character, by the way? I liked. Um, you liked Mbaku. I mean, I liked Mbaku and I liked Wakavi. I mean, I like, I like, I, I like, I like those two. I like Mbaku. I like T'Challa as well. I like. Yeah. I mean, T'challa. not T'Challa. T'Chaka. T'Chaka. Really? I did. You know, you know the, you know the guy playing the young T'Chaka. That's actually his son, like in real life. Is For it? Real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's wow. incredible. That's his son in real life. Yeah, um, yeah. I would say my favorite was so Okoye. Glad. If it's not Okoye, oh it yeah, Okoye. Okoye is great though. Yeah, she's like she had so much nuance. Sometimes she was proud, then she was sad. Did he? Did he freeze? Did he freeze? Yes, yes. like an antelope. Um, and he winked and then dun, dun. And like, oh, I was like wow don't do you know that was such a charming scene I loved it you know what's the it. best part in the entire movie okay well, you know, the to bit you where, to me when they're on the water and they're, go, they're coming up yeah. to the, uh, the, the dancing, fight the, and dancing. the dancing that was the best and then like Lupita was Lupita's dancing Lupita's dancing was dope because yeah. I was like yeah I do that you see Lupita's <laughs> bum yeah oh, oh my, god. my god okay so basically <laughs> in the showings that I went to I've seen it three times now yeah, yeah. every time I went to see it mm. me and my friend would be like uh bum <laughs> every time she turns around, bum. She's so graceful. As, as well. like, it's African bum, and she's but doing you know something. Do you, know, to me. Like, you know what? It did. It did raise quite a few issues. Like not issues, but it did raise a lot of points within it. You know when um, Okoye, T'Challa, and um, Nakia went to Korea. Yeah. And like, like and Koye, Okoye oh, was wearing boy. Okoye was wearing the wig, and she was like, "This is ridiculous. This is a disgrace." Why am I wearing? What, it? She was challenging that. I was like, I was like, I mean, it's like such, a, such, a, such an explicit, such an explicit level of disgust yeah around it i, was I like, thought that too i was yeah, like okay i, that, yeah, I was like it's so explicit i was like all right fine everybody's like, you know. ignored that bit yeah they had to no, ignore I that bit because that bit was important i haven't seen no, anybody write about it no one no one's, no one's I mean, written about it these people always write no one's about written about it because people feel like it's obvious do you see what i mean like well 
You should be loving your natural hair. Well, people are still writing about natural obvious things. I saw a tweet just this morning about, oh, I knew Mbaku's accent was Nigerian. I'm just like, bro, it's so clearly a a a. a, a a full Nigerian accent, like there's just, do you know what I mean? He didn't even try. People Everybody were even saying like, he was Igbo. Even was saying so he was everyone Igbo. else tried to do like a um a sort of far sort of Wakandan accent that was near enough near the region. He didn't even bother. I felt <laughs> because I was watching some interviews. He had to. I, I like, was watching interviews with Lupita. You know what? Deny or whatever, and they were like really trying to be like, okay, this is a foreign country, you know, this is a country that is right. I do think, and, a, and we were trying to I do, do justice, think he had to be different. I do think he had to be different because they were, their, their tribe had been in the mountains for so long. Yeah, but they're all a different way, tribes. What, the Jabari tribe? The Jabari tribe, just different. You know, the accent had to be different. Do you see what I mean? Like, whereas, you know, on the mainland or down in the main cities, their accent would probably be similar. Also, shout those... out Angela Bassett's uh, white dreads. Yes, girl. Yeah, man. <laughs> Stan. But I'm saying like, like even like you know what I mean, and then um I think it was just great like you know the like the 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 main the main white characters weren't the main Shut up, story. Uh, Martin Freeman, and, and, and even Andy Circus like Andy Circus was sick. I, I think he was sick like I the way didn't. you didn't like him. No, I think he was sick. Like he's a great actor sick. anyway. But he is, like, he is. But like the way he was coming, I was like, you know what? I feel your craziness. I'm surprised. I feel they, your madness. Like, I'm I surprised they it. killed him off because he's like he's like that's um, the shock. T'Challa's main adversary. That's the shock because you're like. Okay, so now he's dead. Mbaku, Mbaku's his enemy as well. In the comics, he's one of yeah. Mbaku's the enemy, yeah. Reading up on it, but um, but yeah, like it was a good film. I really enjoyed it. I really liked it. I'm going to see it today. I've seen it five times, you know. Five times. When did you last see it yesterday? I'm gonna go see it. I'm gonna go see it next week. I seen it yesterday. I saw it the day before. I saw it like boy, just going by yourself. Yeah, yesterday I went with my mentee. Before that, I just went on my ones, and then we went to the premiere. Like yeah, I've seen it five times, and I've got to go again. I'm going with Bertie. You're going with Bertie? To Why a, am I not invited? To a screening with Letitia Rice there. She's going to be asking questions. Amazing. Well are there done. Three tickets? Let, let nah, us, the tickets are done. Let us know how that, let us know how that goes. Letitia you Rice is amazing. Friends. I hate you. <laughs> I'm gonna text Okay, you. man. <laughs> Will yourself mm. in. Oh, uh, let us know how that goes, because I really want to know like yeah, what yeah, Letitia Rice says as well. Cause, mm. like she was like she did she did really well. I feel like, you know, accents aside, her character yeah. did really well within the um Within the whole show, within the whole film. But guys, that's Black Panther. Let us know what you think, mm. and you know, um, email us in, tweet us, whatever. Let us know. Um, Ray, do you have your issues? None at all. I've forgotten what it was. Let's continue. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry, man. Man, run up the show, guys. Remember to check us out. Um, remember, get your tickets for the live show. Mostly lit. Please do 9th of March. Nice. Mostly dash lit dot com. There are the tickets. 9th of March, seven pm. Um, remember seven, I need to get out. Of seven pm. <laughs> um, you better be there. And you know, I'm at mostly lit. At mostly lit pod. Find us. Where can they find us individually, guys? Reckless are we Ray. still at Reckless Frey? At Garni and Derek. And it's Alex Reeds. It's been mostly lit, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.